Welcome to the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow. Well, welcome back to the Switch Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Vince Parker. And I just want to thank you again for joining us, for taking time out of your busy schedule to come hang out with us and to get better as a leader. I also want to personally thank you for all that you do to help students become fully devoted followers of Christ. I could not do it and could not happen without you and without your support, without your prayers. And so we're so thankful for that. So on behalf of myself, I simply say thank you to you. Now, today I'm joined by Mr. Gavin Espinoza, the youth pastor at Life Church UConn. Sir, how are you doing? Come on. I'm doing so good, Vince. I'm finally glad you got the bribe I sent you to have me on this podcast. That's that's great. I hope you enjoy the cash prizes. So that's thank good. You. I'm going to use it to buy a pair of shoes. Of course. No, that's good. So, Gavin, are you sleeping well now? Uh, right now, I'm sleeping extremely well. That's good. So, I'm not sure when this podcast will go out, but you may have a child by then. Absolutely. My wife, Natalie, she's expecting our first child. So, the one thing everybody tells me is kiss, sleep, goodbye. For so, at least 18 years is yeah, what I would say. Yeah. So, I'm trying to get it in as much as possible right now. Okay. But well you guys are excited? Very excited. Is the baby room excited. all done? Baby room is mostly done. Uh, one thing that we're doing is we haven't told anybody the gender. N- my wife and I know, but nobody else does. So, it's like this top secret thing uh, with mom, dad. If you're listening to this, I'm sorry. I'm not going to tell you on this podcast either. What? I Absolutely. thought we had breaking news. I know. We, we thought about breaking it, but my wife's not here, and uh, I want to be able to sleep on the bed tonight. Okay. Well, very good. Absolutely. So, question for you. Are you ready? Oh, so ready. How much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? A woodchuck would chuck plenty of wood if a woodchuck could chuck wood. Wow. Well done. Boom. Now, would you say that's a difficult question or not a difficult question? That's, that's a silly question, which silly questions are always on the table. They are, but today we're talking about difficult questions. Difficult questions, not just silly questions. That's yeah. right. So what do you do as a switch leader when a student approaches you with a difficult question? So, Gavin, let's start off. Let's just list some examples of what a difficult question might be. Yeah, I, I'd break down difficult questions into a few different categories. I think there's those deep theological questions, maybe from a student who's been in church for a long time or or they're really studying the Bible and something just sticks out to them. Like, okay, Jesus was God and Jesus is man. How is Jesus both God and man? So that's that's an an example of a theological question. Then you got some of the like God time space related questions like, all right, how does God, if God always existed before time and after time, just mind boggling questions, which are also very tough questions. And sometimes you got more of the uh, morality uh, of an all-powerful God question. Like, if God really loves us, why does he allow bad things happen to good people? Uh, Questions like that, which in a teenager's mind, they're really relevant to them. So there's all those questions, a whole host of others, host of others that you might get uh, as as a switch group leader or Maybe even if you're on the Switch host team, a student might just come up to you and just be like, hey, I, I got a quick question for you. So no matter where you serve in Switch, uh, this podcast is for you today. So as we think about that, what's the first thing I should do as a leader when I get a difficult question? You know, when you get a difficult question, uh, we want you to first ask yourself, 
do I know the answer to their question? And if the answer is, I'm not sure, or I think I know the answer, then you do not need to proceed any further because you do not need to make up an answer and give whatever you hope to be the correct answer as a response to the student. In fact, we encourage you to say, I don't really know the answer to that question. But if you give me a couple of days, I can help find the answer. So if I asked you, yep. why does God allow bad things to happen to good people and you don't know the answer, yeah. you would say? If you asked me that question point blank, I would say, Vince, tell me more about why you're asking that question. Because I think sometimes in a student's life and a mind, the situation as to why they're asking that question can matter just as much as the question themselves. Uh, for some of them, it may just be a question they heard someone else ask. So they actually may not even care about the full extent to the answer. They just kind of want to see what you know. But sometimes they've experienced something in their own life that's really pressing and really challenging them spiritually on their, on their view of God. And so you might need to address something else. Maybe what they're actually experiencing is grief or, or loss because they've experienced some of that. So I think anytime a student asks a question, you can ask, why are they asking this question? And do I know the answer to this question? So for me, I would ask another question to you. Uh, maybe you know the student very well and you know their situation and you know, in fact, they are going through something. Uh, so you know what? I have some really good ideas of that question you just asked me. But if you give me a couple of days, I can get my thoughts together and get you kind of what the Bible says about it as well. Uh, that way we can be on the same page. That's good. So instead of just assuming, so even if you do know the answer to a difficult question, what's the question behind the question? What's the question behind the question? Exactly. Continue to, to dive in. I, I like that because it makes it more relational. It makes it more personal to them. It shows them that there's a little bit more love and care to the answer that you're going to actually give them. But the credit being knowing that if you don't know, it's okay to say, I don't know. I don't know is the perfect answer to a difficult question. So let me ask you this. How do you follow up with the I don't know? Because obviously we believe it's okay to say that, but should it just end there? Yeah, it's I don't know. Let me get back with you within a few days. If you say let me get back with you next week, that's probably a little too long in a student's life to wait that long. You wouldn't want to have to wait that long to get someone you trusted to come back with you with an answer. So if you're a switch leader and in any capacity, whether that's high-fiving people out the front or in hospitality, and you get asked a tough question, you don't want to wait till next week. So you need to make sure you have a way to contact this student. So you can contact them throughout the week once you know the answer. And if you respond in a timely manner, it shows, wow, that leader really cared about me. Uh, and the question, the way you answered that question may not matter as much as a quickly and caring response does. Okay. So let's say a student asks you a question. It's not necessarily a deep uh, theological question, but maybe it's a, it's a moral question, but you're I should probably tell a youth pastor or parent radar goes off. Like, hey, uh, Gavin, I'm thinking about uh, sneaking out of my house and going to this party. Did you do that when you were a teenager? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Those, did you do this? Did you experience this? Did you experiment with this or that uh, to a leader? I feel those are trap questions. Because if maybe you did, God saved you from a really dramatic past where you experienced a lot of sin, a lot of hurt, and a lot of pain. In the context of a small group, 
is probably not, it's not the best place to give all the details of what kind of sins you are involved in. Because sometimes that can give students the permission to jump in. You could, you could say, you know what, I made a lot of mistakes, uh, but God saved me from some really um, big and heavy stuff. And I want you to experience something differently. Uh, you know, when they start to ask questions, how far is too far? Or if I want to do something like that, then their mind's in the wrong place. You kind of want to turn it around on the students. Because uh, sure, how far is too far is a question, but it's a bad question. In fact, the way you turn around uh, is you ask them something to the extent of, instead of asking how far is too far, ask how deep do you want your relationship with God to go? And will this lead me closer or further away into relationship with Christ? Uh, and that's a way better question to ask instead of how can I tow the line? Really, what do you really want? Do you want to be known for towing the line or do you want to experience God in a way like your friends and your family may not have experienced him yet? Come on. I like that. So let me just kind of summarize kind of where we're at right now. So if a student asks you a tough question, it could be a theological question. Yeah. It could be a boundaries question. Uh, there's a lot of different questions that could be difficult or even just difficult to you that others might not think is difficult. Absolutely. If it's difficult to you, yeah. understand that that's okay. So some of the things that we can do is, A, I believe you said, it's okay to say what? I don't know. All right. It's okay to say, I don't know. Asking the question behind the question. The question behind the question, yeah. Right. Um, but what if, or is there things that I could do that rob something from the kid when I just answer all their questions, even if I do know the answer? Absolutely. I believe there's two ways we can rob kids when we jump in too fast and just want to be the know-it-all. And Vance, I'm going to be honest, that's something I can struggle with. I love solving people's problems. Like, I just love to do it. Like, you ask me a question, I'm like, yeah, 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 I want to solve this for you right now. But it can be more beneficial for a student for you to slow down and think, okay, what they're asking me is a question about relationships with a boyfriend or a girlfriend and as though I feel like I can speak into this maybe this is an excellent opportunity to allow their parents who I've seen serve on the host team on the weekends or they've been coming to church maybe I can bring them in on this conversation and they can know we're on the same team and actually partner with parents in a way where a parent would be excited to jump in on that conversation. Now, sometimes parents may default and may ask you, and sometimes you get a chance to coach parents through that as well. But anytime you get an opportunity to bridge the gap in the relationship and who a student goes to for some of these tough questions, yeah, we love it when it's the small group leader or the switch hospitality leader or someone uh, that high fives them as a way in, but we love it even more when we get to partner with a parent and the parent gets to be the hero of that story. So even with the difficult questions, I love that you brought that up. That's a great opportunity to partner with parents. Okay. What about the student's own ability to understand or research the question? Absolutely. Uh, what's so great about technology is everything can be at their fingertips. And we love the YouVersion Bible app, and we're always encouraging students, leaders, people all over the world. You need the YouVersion Bible app because the Bible at your fingertips is something awesome. You can always jump in right there. Um, and there's plenty of reading plans on a number of hot topic questions or tough questions that you might have uh, the Bible can have answers to, and even just showing them, showing them how you can figure out these questions. Uh, sometimes, uh, as a youth pastor, I will type things into Google 
what? You'll type things into Google? Yeah, because you can get a, a variety of different things. Now, I'm not saying Google's the end-all, be-all, because uh, you always point back to the Bible, and the Bible is our ultimate authority. So yes. I always ask, like, how can I find this in the Bible? Um, and that's an excellent way to figure out, all right, here's how I'm searching through this, and here's the kind of articles and the kind of websites I trust uh, and the kind of people that have sound biblical knowledge and authority to speak on a topic like this. Wow. So I believe we're learning today, and I thank you, Gavin, for being here, is that difficult questions don't have to be difficult. Absolutely. Is that if we prepare ourselves up front, somebody like, what's the question behind the question? Or I don't know. Or involving the parents or partnering with the youth pastor. Or even, hey, working with the students to help them answer their own questions, to do their own research. I believe we can turn difficult questions into amazing opportunities to lead students to become fully devoted followers of Christ. Gavin, I want to thank you for being here. Is there anything else you want to add before we get out of here? Absolutely. Just as the leader, as a leader that's consistent with students, just never underestimate your influence. Uh, when I think about different people I've seen, some of the people that give high fives at the very front entrance of Switch, they're not small group leaders. They can end up being some of the most influential students, uh, person in the students' lives. And I've seen that time and time again. So recognize you showing up at Switch with a smile and that caring and approachable attitude makes a huge difference for you to help lead a student to become fully devoted followers of Christ. Man, come on, Gavin. I think that's a great way to end it. So again, thank you guys so much for all that you do as a Switch Leader, and thank you for listening to the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow. Tomorrow.